Hi, this is Weed. And this is Cliff. Thanks for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast. It's a collection of things we think are interesting, and we hope you enjoy our take on them. And if you do, please consider clicking that Support the Podcast button over on the other side of the page. Thanks again for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast. This story comes to us from the Morning Roadshow Department of Job Security. 38-year-old Greg Marinelli of New York now faces a long list of weapons charges, ones that could send him to Sing Sing for a long time. The paperwork presented in court after his Thursday arrest indicates he's going to be charged with criminal sale of a firearm, two counts of criminal possession of a weapon, illegal manufacture or disposition of weapons, conspiracy and hindering prosecution. Investigators say he had a full workshop set up in his garage where he made what's called ghost guns or weapons without serial numbers which were then sold to outlaw motorcycle groups and other people with criminal convictions who are barred from owning guns. Marinelli clearly knew more about firearms than most people because he's a police officer in New York City. People who bought guns from the suspect are asked to turn them in. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> well Cliff, I read this morning. Yeah. Quite surprisingly, Victoria's Secret yeah. closing more than 50 of their stores. Really? Uh, apparently, the business yeah. is sagging. And <laughs> I'm wanting to know, there's got to be something wrong with a world yeah. where a company like yeah. Victoria's Secret yeah. can't succeed by charging $50 for like three square inches of fabric. There has to be something wrong with that. It's five right now in Princeton. And, yes. Put on a lot of clothes. This put, morning. All, put all of them on. Yes, take all your clothes out and put them on. <laughs> that's how cold there's it is, Cliff. I can't control my arms in here. <laughs> and you know, normally that's not really a big deal because, well, what kind of damage could they do? Yes. <laughs> but I can't keep them off the microphone this morning. There, we'll do it again. Cliff, I love this yes. time of year, mm-hmm. but I also kind of regret this time of year. Why is that? Well, college basketball. You can't watch a game now, just like yeah. I did over the weekend, without... Mm-hmm. Everybody and their brother predicting on TV oh, yeah. what seed this team will be. This is a seventh seed team, yeah. and I predict this one will be a tenth, and this is the eleventh, and they don't have any clue. Not until two weeks from yesterday. They won't know. <laughs> well, uh, it's kind of one of those any given days. Yes, that's exactly Because, right. you know, anybody can beat anybody in a one-game winner-take-all playoff. That that's totally could happen. Yes. So I got to thinking... We could do that in the political arena, too. Really? It seems like everybody and their brother is going to be running for president yeah. in 2020. True. It won't be long. <laughs> Pre- president? Yes. Or, or Mayor of Princeton? Yes. <laughs> it won't be long, Cliff, before we're going to hear, Yeah. and now Jim Johnson from Texas has joined the race. Yeah. And we've got him as a number two seed in the <laughs> Southwest bracket in the 64-team tournament running for president this year. Yeah. Number two seed out of the Southwest. Yeah. We'd once again, one of the world's best has fallen because of accusations of taking performance-enhancing drugs. Ger Helgamo is a man who lives in Norway but frequently represents the country of Monaco in competition. And he was number one in the world until he failed a drug test. The WBF said the failed test November 20th means Helgamo is being stripped of all of his titles, medals, and points for the current World Series, 
and the anti-doping panel added because he also competed for the country of Norway in a big tournament last year. They're going to be stripped of their awards. That big September competition was held in Orlando. The WBF says Helgamo tested positive for synthetic testosterone and for a female fertility drug called clomiphene, and both of those are on the list of illegal substances drawn up by the International Olympic Committee. And since the WBF is a member organization of the IOC, they're required to abide by world anti-doping rules. By the way, the WBF is the World Bridge Federation. Yes, the world's number one bridge player suspended because he failed a drug test. The president of the Norwegian Bridge Federation is appealing the decision, saying that while the drugs might be performance-enhancing for athletes, they have no bearing on performance at the card table because it's cards and not really a sport. You know, you might expect this sort of behavior on the Go Fish Tour, but not bridge. It's pretty harsh what you're saying. It's not even a sport, though. And you've, you know, he's our best I mean, athlete, but he's and really he's a card player. Yeah, he's really not an athlete at all. We'd even though 48-year-old David Paul Merritt had been convicted of assault and battery, he got off pretty easy. A sentence that the judge allowed him to serve on weekends, which meant, of course, he had to check into the jail on Friday night, and then check out on Sunday on Sunday evening. That check-in process, something that's best done sober, lest you end up reported on by the morning roadshow department of just in time for breakfast. Authorities say back in May, Merritt arrived at the jail in Lexington County, South Carolina on a Friday night, heavily intoxicated. And as they went through the intake process, he was apparently a loud and angry drunk, belligerent to all those around him. It was when he was ordered to change into his orange jumpsuit, though, that the incident happened as he was escorted to a bathroom, and that's where he pooped his pants. And then he reached into the back of his pants, grabbed a handful, and smeared feces on a corrections officer. He'll now spend an additional seven years behind bars, this time in state prison, and won't be allowed to check in and out for weekend stays. Well, I don't think he can handle the weekend uh, <laughs> the way it sounds, Cliff. Apparently not. No. Well, Disney on ice tickets. Yep. They could be yours if you know whether we're lying or telling you the truth. Let's see who our contestant is this time. Hi, who's this? Hi, this is Nancy here in Brook. All right, Nancy, where are you from? Outside Evansville. Okay. Now, Nancy, let's suppose you win these tickets to Disney on ice. Who will you be oh. taking with you, Nancy? Probably grandchildren. Ah. <laughs> well, luckily, these tickets are good for any of the uh, shows from the 4th through the 7th of April, okay? Okay. All right. Do you know anything about the basketball player Michael Jordan? A little. <laughs> okay. Well, that's what it's going to be about. You just tell me if this <laughs> statement is true or false. Okay. All right. Well, Michael Jordan is considered one of the greatest, if not the greatest, basketball players ever. But he had to have a backup plan in case the basketball thing didn't work out. And his backup plan was he was going to be a weatherman. Now, Nancy, is that true or did I just make that up? Well, it's a 50-50, right? That's yeah. true. Yeah. I'm going to go true. You think he was going to be a weatherman if the basketball didn't work? I don't know. I'm just guessing. <laughs> well, you you did a really good job of guessing because that's yeah. absolutely true, Nancy. Congratulations. Oh, yeah. Yes. I thought that Nancy would get tripped up by that. 
Well, and you know, if you if you know anything at all about Michael Jordan, you know he was actually, as a sophomore in high school, cut from his basketball team. That's true. So it's entirely possible that, you know, at that going back that far, it was a good idea to have a backup plan. Well, that's what he studied in college. Yeah. Cultural me. geography, which was going to make him a weatherman. And he went back, because he left early. Yeah. He went back to North Carolina and got his and degree, got his in, degree. That, in that. So if things go bad for Michael yeah, and he loses the billion dollars he's worth, true, we might see him on Channel 25 doing the weather on the weekends. Cliff, I read this this morning, and it kind of made me do a double take. Yeah. There's a recall of contaminated butternut squash. <laughs> Okay. I mean, a total recall of okay. the stuff. They want it back. Now, butternut squash sounds like something very painful and unseemly, Cliff, <laughs> if you didn't know that it was a vegetable. You know what I'm saying? It would be like if you went to the doctor and he said, said, You've got a case of contaminated butternut squash. That's bad. That's, that, there, nothing good can come out of that. And unseemly sounding, too, oh doesn't it? Oh, my goodness. It? Yes. yes. T- don't turn your head and cough, though, because that's going to be dangerous. Yes, yes. I don't know, Cliff, if it's because yeah. it's so cold. I've been just absolutely focused on warmer weather, and that means holiday <laughs> world in this area, yeah. as you well know. Yeah. And I started looking up some of their roller coaster rides. And I think, to the best of my knowledge here, I got this right. The Voyage roller yeah. coaster at Holiday World yeah. is their fastest roller coaster at about 67 and a half miles an hour. I believe that's correct, yes. 67 and a half. Yes. And then I saw a story pop up in my mm-hmm. news feed, Cliff. The world's longest and fastest dive roller coaster is yeah. opening up in Canada this spring. Canada. Yes. You will hit speeds of 80 miles an hour and drop about 245 feet during the ride, which will last you <laughs> 3 minutes and 25 seconds. Holy cow. 3.25, which is, I think, about the same amount of time yeah. it will take most people to change their underwear once they get <laughs> off this thing. 3 minutes and 25 seconds. And on our Facebook page this morning, Cliff, we yeah. have the question, if you were the patron saint of something, mm-hmm. what would you be the patron saint of? Okay. And Eliza said, procrastination. <laughs> saint Eliza, patron saint of procrastination. Well, and that's perfect, too, because yeah. today, Cliff, actually yeah. is the first day of procrastination week. The really? celebration will kick off sometime next Friday. True. That is true. Here's Maybe. Maybe later. Maybe a little later than true. that. Yes. Yeah. Cliff, the imagination journey. I kind of looked up a little bit of that. It's going to be at the Victory Theater on yeah. the 10th of March. And mm-hmm. I believe, maybe I'm wrong, but don't yeah. they have a lot of um, acrobats in There's that? There's like acrobats and aerial performers and um, contortionist things. It's Yeah, it's a very physical show. It's like... A, it's kind of circus-esque, but it's on stage and presented to music and kind of kind of looks interesting, actually. Acrobats, contortionists, yeah. aerial artists, yep. and one bad ventriloquist who wears a large scarf. <laughs> so you can't see his face. That's exactly right, yes. <laughs> well, we've got tickets for that, Cliff. There's no bad ventriloquist in the show. Okay, I might have made that up. I might have done that. But the rest of it's all true. That what yes. we said about it. Yes. Your chance to win coming up in seven minutes. Give us a call at 812-386-1250. Yep. 
Oh, yes. We're going to give you the morning road show treatment. <laughs> True or false, you're going to have to earn it. Uh-huh. Tickets for Imagination Journey up for grabs right now on the morning mm-hmm. road show at 812-386-1250. It's at the Victory on Sunday, March the 10th, starting at 2 o'clock. And you'll call us up. We'll put you on the air. Mm-hmm. We'll give you a simple statement, and you just tell us if it's true or false. And if you're right, you're going to get these tickets absolutely free. Nice. I think I scared everyone off with the mm-hmm. bad <laughs> ventriloquist, Cliff. <laughs> there is no well bad done. Vent- yes. Well done. That was a- he made all that up. Yes, that's that's not true. There's acrobats and contortionists yeah. and all kinds. People flying through the air and hopefully getting caught by somebody else on the other end. Oh, here we go. We got somebody okay. wanting to play with us. Alrighty. Here we go. Hi, who's this? This is Eddie. Eddie, what's your last name? Poston. And where are you from? Newburgh. Okay. Eddie, I don't think we've ever spoke with you before, have we? You haven't. I try to call you guys all the time, and I never can get through, and I listen to you every morning when I'm working. So, love your show. Well, thank you, Eddie. I hope you work a lot. That way our ratings will go up if you keep listening, okay? (laughs) Now, Eddie, I'm going to give you a statement. This is either going to be absolutely true or I totally made it up. You tell me which it is, okay? Okay. All right. The legal drinking age in England is five years old as long as the kid drinks at home. Is that true, Eddie, or did I make that entirely up? They're pretty strange. I think that's true. (laughs) (laughs) You think five-year-olds can drink legally in England? Yeah. That's exactly right, Eddie. They can. Congratulations. We've got the tickets here with your name on them. Awesome. Thank you. You are quite welcome, and thank you for listening to the Morning Road Show here on Country 98.1, Eddie. All right. Have a great day. You you too. You stop by our studio and you pick up those winning tickets, okay? All right, I'm sure will. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. My yes. question for you is, yes. now hear me out. Okay. Did you enjoy Friday's Take It to the Bank that I left for you? Because, you see, oh. I left oh, you, Cliff, oh, Friday oh. Oh. with quite possibly yeah. the greatest Take It to the Bank <laughs> story we have ever done here on Country 98.1. Oh. And I hope you and all 11 of our listeners enjoyed every single bit of it. It was beautiful. I didn't have a ticket to the bank on Friday. I left the paper for you. Is that what that was? Yes. I thought it was just trash, and I tore it up. You tore up the greatest (laughs) ticket to the bank story ever? Yeah, sorry about that. You didn't even glance through it? No. It was like laying out here where no one leaves paper over there where it was laying. I'm like... Well, that doesn't belong here. That's why I laid it there. Well, you should have left it in my mailbox or on my desk, you know, in the newsroom. Because then I would have known what it was. But it was just laying over here. And I'm like, well, let's just throw that away. No one needs that. So you didn't do anything? No, there was no ticket to the bank. Sorry. Now I've got to go find it. And I don't have a lot of time because the ticket to the bank's just around the corner. I do remember what it was about. Yeah. The United States military. And because of them, sometimes... We have orange fingers. I hope you've called your family and friends and gather them around the radio because this is the greatest take it to the bank we've oh, ever is, done. Huh? Yes. Really? You had your shot at it, Cliff. You could yeah. have done it Friday, but you tore up the paperwork. And so this is the actual same thing that I was supposed to read Friday, but I tore it a little bitty pieces. Yes. Okay. I went and have been working diligently trying to recreate the story. Okay. And so here it is. All right. Go ahead. Because of the United States military, Cheetos exist. (laughs) That's exactly right. You laugh. It's the Army's fault. No, it's a blessing. 
They okay. gave us freedom. Yeah. And right below that, yeah. Cheetos. <laughs> because you see, Cliff, the military needed a new way to ship and store cheese during World War II. So a USDA scientist invented, oh, mercy, I could kiss him, invented cheese powder. <laughs> but then after the war, manufacturers, yeah. including the Frito Company, yeah. well, there was so much left over, Frito just bought the entire yeah. leftover right. powder product. <laughs> and they came up with a new way to use it, uh-huh. Cheetos being the first way really? they ever did it. So... Because of the Army, we have truth, justice, the American way, and Cheetos. I salute them right now, Cliff, yes. Really? Yes. Hand me a piece of paper. Are you serious? <laughs> That's so a good one. Dumbest thing I've ever... You said that was the best one. It's just dumb. There. How could Cheetos <laughs> ever be dumb? It's impossible. <laughs> Cliff, I'll bet now. I'll yeah. bet now. Yeah. You kind of secretly wish... You'd have done to take it to the bank no. because the uh, responses are pouring in this morning to our oh. text messaging. Yeah. And overwhelmingly, everyone loved the take it to the bank today. <laughs> and so I'm thinking, Cliff, we've oh never done gosh. this before. Yeah. I'm thinking yeah. I might give you a little hint of what tomorrow's take it to oh, the really? bank will be. Oh, really? We might even Is do a necessary? double shot. A double shot? Yes. Of take it to the bank. We may. Oh, but we Lord. will do this okay. tomorrow yes. on Take It to the Bank. We will tell you what killed the station wagon. <laughs> what killed the station wagon? Yes. Okay. There is one specific thing that happened. Yeah. Millions of people saw it. Yeah. And it is known for killing the station wagon. That's tomorrow on Take It to the Bank. Cliff, before we get out of here, I just want to read this text message real quickly. Okay. I agree. That may have been the best take it to the bank ever. History, patriotism, yeah. humor, yeah. and a yummy snack. It's hard to top that. And I said, that's why it's an award-winning radio who, segment. Who, who was it who sent that text message? Lloyd. Oh. Wait, wait, wait. Hold. Didn't, the, didn't that cheap plastic trophy that you got that made you call this an award-winning segment, didn't that come from a guy named Lloyd in the first place? Maybe. I don't know. I can't remember all of that. Cliff, anything said today? Praises of a day, start with number three. One bad ventriloquist who wears a scarf. <laughs> number two, contaminated butternut squash. That's something you don't want to have when you go to the doctor. No, no. <laughs> but the number one morning roadshow phrase for today, the patron saint of procrastination. <laughs> If there's something you'd like to hear us talk about, go to weedandcliff.com and click the Contact Us button and send us a message. Thanks again for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast.